Hello and welcome to another great episode of the On The Radar Podcast. This is a podcast that features music, interviews, and studio performances from a Midwestern perspective. My name is Peapod. Back again at Bigfoot Studios, Mr. Travis Guyman, our producer for today. Love this guy. Love the studio. He's doing some great work, especially with his live streams and everything. But more on that at the end of the episode, of course. Cheap plugs at the end. <laughs> hopefully you're staying safe and hopefully things are good in your world. I'm very excited to have this artist. Not only has she reached out to me and very, very young and very new to music, but I, I'm always excited to be a platform for new artists just because like I'm always fascinated about how they grow and how and and follow them on their journey and we're glad that we are a part of this young woman's journey. Uh, she's from uh, the Columbus area, uh, more specifically Hilliard and we'll learn more about Hilliard and everything. Miss Elena Arthur is with us today. Hi. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Good, how are you? Good. Thank you so much for taking the trek up up here, you know, from from Columbus area to to Toledo where we're from and Technically, Bigfoot is uh, from from Waterville, yeah. and uh, you know it's about a three hour drive. So you had to wake up fairly early to <laughs> trek up. That's something you're probably not used to. It's okay. Love a good road trip moment. <laughs> <laughs> Do any, any road trip stories? Any anything anything fun you see on the way here? Or is it just morning and just traffic cones? I have friends who go to like University of Finley, okay. and so like driving through Finley, I like. They always drive up to visit me, oh, and wow. I had no idea how far away it was. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you know, they're just taking an hour drive right. back but it's yeah. not an hour no, <laughs> i'm making them drive a lot more than i thought <laughs> yeah well it's always nice when you have people in your in your camp and friends family yeah. and whatnot. they're willing to do that trip mm-hmm. especially during everything that has happened the last few years you know yeah um it, that's always nice um you, you reached out to me you were you were you know say hey, i'm a new artist and you know i was blown away by some of the music already that you've put out and uh, you have a lovely voice you beautiful Thank voice you. um you're you're about what 16 years I'm old i'm 16 wow yeah. look at that i i feel <laughs> such like I'm 35. It's just old creep. Just you know, <laughs> some young girls messaging me in my DMs and going, "I want to be on your show." And no, but in all seriousness, like she is a fantastic artist, and, and I always love seeing some of this stuff. So let's just kind of start at the beginning. Yeah, for who, sure. Who's Elena? Who who are you? What? Why are you here? Why oh, why goodness. music? Like, let's just talk about a little bit of your background. Um. Okay. So. I guess, like, where it all started, like, if we're really going, like, all yeah. the way back. All the way back. Let's go. Um, I was, like, five years old, and I discovered Taylor Swift, Aww. and obviously my world was completely rocked. Right. <laughs> of course, Miss Swift. Um, And whenever, like, in my elementary school, I was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'd always be like, I want to be a pop star. <laughs> mm. And then I started playing live, so I played my first, like, open mic when I was 11 or 12. Oh, wow. Um, so I started playing live relatively young and then I took like a little bit of break from music. So I was like, I played live all throughout middle school. And then when high school started, I was like, well, I'm in high school now. I need to be mature. Like (laughs) I need to, I need to step up my game. So I wanted to take a break from playing live and really like start to produce my music and then like go back into it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I started producing music in August of last year. So August of 2020 Mm -hmm. and journey has taken me from there for sure wow so just so like such a young age you being inspired by by the world of music yeah what what was it about taylor swift that really kind of just like rocked your world i mean such a young impressionable age like what 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 was about taylor swift i am still such a taylor swift fan girl (laughs) and i think one of the things that like really like got me was the way that she was able to have she was so young when she first started i think she oh, yeah. dropped her debut album at either 16 or 17 I think, I think that sounds about right yeah and it's like i saw that she was so young and still having so much success and i was like well i don't have to wait until i'm 30 to start off on this like i can start off now oh yeah and it was really like an encouraging factor and just i loved her music and i love how she carried herself and it was just like really inspiring for me to see that as like a young girl it, it's always nice to see you know it, it in the world of pop, it, you know, it's, there's always like you you want to build some of these stars, but like, you know, in the realm of you know these young pop stars, and then they they all of a sudden they need to have like a a sexy phase in yeah. a sense, like Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and some of those people. It's nice to also see like Taylor Swift. She kept that innocence. She, she kind of yeah. she kind of did. She like there's not really like an edgy phase. Maybe some of the, the material. Yes, yeah. exactly. You know, you don't see that like. 
I think Miley Cyrus like was um, uh, a, a, an interesting example, but like she she did you know the Disney route, and then her all transition of a sudden, is so interesting. Absolutely, yeah, I I agree. I've I've become more of a fan of her stuff just because now where she's at now and her musical she's grown so much as an artist, mm-hmm. and she's covered like every genre in the book. Oh yeah, it's like it's crazy to see her be have so much success with all of these different genres and do so well doing so much and being with stars like you know uh it was massive stars like her most recent album she did with uh stevie nicks she worked with stevie nicks uh she had work with um oh my god i am blanking on stuff you know let me cheat on spotify while i'm (laughs) trying to figure out my internet don't film me now uh and i'm like a stevie next fan girl too like i'm obsessed with stevie next so i'm just blanking that song blew my mind (laughs) some stuff right now it's it's miley cyrus okay so uh well there was one song that she did on oh billy idol that's it why i blanked on it yeah yeah. you know so being on these some of these stars these massive like icons of music and then you have people like you know, uh, uh, you know, Taylor Swift and, you know, Miley Cyrus and all these people who have grown up and still kept, you know, somewhat in it's more Taylor than anything, mm-hmm. you know, developing the pop star, you know, you being a young girl yourself, are you, are you afraid that, you know, maybe some big hotshot producer is going to come to you and say, go, you, you need to sex it up. Are you afraid well, of that? Or, I mean, I wish I could sit here and be like, no, I'm, I'm strong willed and that would never happen to me. But like, it's, it's an industry where that does happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, I'm scared of that. But at the same time, I think the most important thing to me isn't the success and the awards and the, the labels that I'm signed to. Mm -hmm. It's that I'm making music that is organic and me and you know, something that I would want to listen to. And it's beautiful to have already like recognize that right yeah, off the top. And of I, I want to not maybe like with labels or management or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that it keeps like the pure like essence of Elena Arthur mm-hmm. and not just like sex it up or, or yeah. add this or add that. Right. You want to, you want to, you want to keep the core of the music, you know, personal. Yeah. yeah. And, and I want to keep the core of me because I am my music and my music is me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I I agree, and it's uh, now more days. I think more people recognize what's actual real, and they're quick to tell you what's mm-hmm. actually real than something that you can kind of tell or kind of feel that it's like produced yeah. together or like people were pulling strings to make something happen. Because you can tell, like as a human being, you can tell when something's fake and forced, and you can tell when something's real and organic and natural, mm-hmm. and. I just want to keep that real and organic and natural side of it for sure. What were you uh, singing and doing in middle school? How did like your family feel about that? Um, my family has always just been super supportive. My dad, for as long as he's like been my dad since I was like born, has always been in a band or, right. or like, you know, like playing music with his friends. Oh, that's good. So my mom obviously is the most supportive person ever and she doesn't know jack about music <laughs> but they were like if this is what she wants to do this is what she wants to do and that's beautiful i, I always love seeing like family being absolutely supportive yeah. i don't think i've uh, encountered a guest thus far that's saying yeah parents weren't really supportive they, they hated that what i was doing no everybody is like comes from a background that like they support um, what what kind of music yeah. and and the arts in general, which is really nice. I don't know if that's like a Midwest thing, maybe to or get maybe that just success. And like, I feel like to want to continue on with it. Like, I can tell you right now, if my parents wouldn't have been so supportive, and if I didn't have that backing, like, I probably wouldn't be sitting here right now mm-hmm. because people like maybe it's I don't know, maybe it is a Midwest thing, or maybe it's just that people like only want to pursue it if like they have a strong support system behind mm-hmm. them. I think also during the time, just because of during the pandemic and everything, you, the arts took the hardest hit Yeah. during everything. You know, venues closed, musicians couldn't travel, people that, uh, you know, put on shows. Tours were canceled. Tours were canceled, you know, and, the and you know, put on a tour is more than just, you know, the person and the driver of the, the, the bus or whatever mm-hmm. going from place to place. It's, you know, venue team. catering. Yeah. It's a whole team of stuff who are out of jobs right now. Um, still kind of out of jobs, you know, you're starting to hear rumblings of tours and, you know, 
pitching for late summer, fall, yeah. maybe early 22. Bleachers is going on tour. Oh, yeah. So exciting. Nice. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm, I haven't seen any tours that I'm just like, uh, you know, from, you know, I've, I've seen big festivals been announced, but like, I'm so like almost, almost PTSD from everything. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know if I'm ready to go into a giant festival, yeah. but then also I'm 35 and I get tired at like eight o'clock anyway. So <laughs> like, I'm not, not too concerned about seeing it in a three day festival. It just sounds exhausting to me. But with but. festivals, like even those like aren't going back to normal, like, like, um, lineups are so different. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you know about like breakaway at all, but like, no breakaway is like a more of like a rap, like hip hop festival okay. in Columbus. And they just announced their like, new and like updated like list of people who were performing and it was like not the most like it wasn't as exciting and new right as the old one and and as things come back like there's definitely a lot of changes to the way like those festivals are ran and Mm -hmm. seen and who performs at them and all that i think it's very interesting that like it it had to take something like this that happened and 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 obviously it was terrible on all so many fronts and everything Mm -hmm. but it also showed like everything like you know kind of put a spotlight on everything yeah and and really really took us a hard look at how we presented ourselves how we treated others how industry standards how businesses and corporations and things like that all like treated their people it unveiled a lot for mm-hmm. sure yeah it's very it's very interesting and, and and you know being a being a younger person you know uh being a, i guess I, I can consider myself a, a, a later millennial because i think the millennial line is around like 85 86 to like 90 something mm-hmm. so like you being gen z being the next generation underneath me seeing you know how your development from what we're trying to deal with and everything we're trying to carve paths and make sure you know we i, I feel like it's like we, it's too late for us to try to improve ourselves but maybe we can leave a better path for somebody yeah. next yeah. Uh, uh, uh behind us really and every generation i feel like tries to pave the way for the next one I think and tries so. to make life better for the next one for sure i think so i think it's uh it's never it's never easy because you know my wife is a little bit older than me and she she noticed that like the gen x people you know are you, you know we they tried to put their children and everything in a better spotlight and then we're here and we're just like well maybe maybe it's not as good it's not a, not a big spotlight because of other things and it's always it's always weird. Life is weird. Growing up is weird. It's just trying. We're all trying to find our way, yeah. really. Um, so middle school, playing like you know, open mics at like high school events, like you um, know, social things. I or would do mostly at coffee shops, coffee like shops, music That's... and arts. Katamu was just everything to me back nice. then, for sure. Well, so you're from Hilliard, which is like, uh, is it in Columbus? Is it like part of? It's like, like a suburb a, of it's Columbus. It's like a suburb. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like, like kinda, Dublin, Hilliard, yeah. Upper Arlington, like all those kind of grouped together. Kind of, kind of in that that realm. So how is how is that scene being such a young young woman going into the that music scene? How how did they treat their music scene? How what was some of the music out of that scene? Like what was coming out? What was interesting that you saw while growing up? In um, that? I remember seeing like. I guess now like Faye and Frankie Soleil and like a whole, there's a whole bunch of like younger, like female artists Mm -hmm. in Columbus. And it really like gives me a basis to like be inspired from and like Mm -hmm. grow from and look at what they're doing and they can look at what I'm doing. And, and I think like the female music scene in like the Hilliard Columbus area is like really like a beautiful thing. And we all kind of like support each other for sure. It's good. We had Faye on the show. Yeah, um, yeah, she yeah. was. She was, it was incredible. That's how we her. got in contact because I added you on the story, and I was like, "This oh, episode is so good." No, <laughs> yes, yeah. She was. Uh, she. I. I love seeing her development. I'm yeah. a big fan of hers. Yeah. yeah, it's it's always nice. That's why I love seeing like artists like so. She was like she was just such a young, and I don't even remember how I came across her stuff. To be honest, I think it's just like I just troll around sometimes like Bandcamp and connections and just mm-hmm. seeing who follows us on social media and then just like kind of just see what's what's out there and so you never know who you're gonna come across which is like kind of the beautiful thing about social media which what it should be (laughs) in an ideal world (laughs) in an ideal world exactly excuse me we added earth sealed with a kiss for old time's sake oh i told you that i needed time and you told me you would wait 
take your music now i mean you got got a couple songs underneath your belt you know got a lot of things uh tell me a little bit about uh developing those two songs so fifth goodbye was i was not prepared for the like amount of success it had i was like maybe i'll get like 100 or 200 streams on Mm -hmm. youtube like you know i put everything on soundcloud and i was praying for the best right um and it did way better than I thought it was going to do. And I was like, wow, like maybe like I have a chance at this. Wow. And it was really exciting because obviously it's not the success of like Tyler Swift or like Maddie Cyrus or any of the other names, but it was like, you know, for being 16 and just thinking like maybe a couple of my like friends will listen to it. Right. It, it really like proved to me that like, yeah, like maybe I can do this. (laughs) It's, it's, it's kind of a nice, uh, nice little boost, uh, uh, about everything. Did yeah. you self-produce that? Did you go somewhere? So I recorded with Avant Music Studios Avant? with Gino Bambino. Gino yeah. Bambino. I, sounds familiar. I don't know why. It's an unforgettable name. That, I know. That's uh, maybe maybe follows us on social media. I don't know. That, that's a, it's a very specific name for some reason that I just... I don't know. Um, uh, so you, you recorded with Gina. What was your first experience with that? Like um, with the recording studios, what what were you not expecting from some of that, or maybe what you learned from? So that? going into a recording studio for the first time, you know. So I was singing country music for a really long time. So right. like from middle school, like from like grade seven to like when I started recording, essentially, I was only singing country music. Mm-hmm. And so when I got in the studio, I was like, 
well, I don't, I don't want to do country music anymore. You know, like I want to, I want this song to be like more of a poppy thing. Like I want to surprise people because all the times I was playing live, I was playing more country stuff mm-hmm. and the like videos I was posting on Instagram or whatever were all country. Mm-hmm. And I guess it surprised me. Like the thing that surprised me the most about being in the studio was like that I was being like taken seriously. Oh wow. Cause I was scared that like, I was going to go in there and I was just going to get like a bunch of like, well, you're 16. I know what I'm doing and you don't know what you're doing. But because, you know, sometimes it's very like it's either like that where it's like you're 16. You don't know what you're doing. I know what I'm doing. Like, shut up. Or it's like an amount of respect and an amount of confidence that I have to have like have to have in order to be given respect. Mm -hmm. And so going in, I guess what just surprised me the most was that like when I voiced an idea like that idea was considered and thought about and put into the actual song. And that was like really important to me. And I was really excited to be like, to have that level of like input on my own music. Mm -hmm. And that's incredible to to see, you know, and that shows the respect of the studio Yeah, because you know, they, they are taking someone young and naive and, and somebody could really, run away with that but you know they they were they treat them as respectful so as, a, as an equal yeah and i'm i wound up switching studios to black moon recordings mm-hmm. and i was you know every studio i go into like every studio i had to tour when i was kind of like looking at them it's like it's a gamble of if i'm gonna mm-hmm. be taken seriously because you know when you're 16 and young and blonde and you know like <laughs> i it's like it's like I, I don't blame people for thinking this, but people think that I have the ability to be molded into, you know, like maybe the next Taylor Swift or the next like right. whoever. But like it's important for me in whatever studio that I do record in to be the next Elena Arthur. I like that. Yeah. Don't be the next something. <laughs> be the first you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. I respect that a lot. And uh, thank you. Um, you know, going through the, this world of music, it can it can be difficult. It, it, and you know, I also feel like anything worth the damn, there is going to be some hard work mm-hmm. into it, of course. Um, but at the same time, you know, with with people giving respect where respect is due, no matter what their age and experiences or everything. Yeah. And, you know giving you know not just insulting but giving actual proper criticism and working and molding these these artists into something even more so the the perfect representation of your music is that song is that ep is that lp and i want all my music to be like that Mm -hmm. like again i'm i'm my music and my music is me like Mm -hmm. i and i want to be able to show that in my songs and it's important to me to have whatever producer or whatever studio I am working that to, you know, show that and bring that out. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about Saturn. Um, I, so I dropped it two weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. So it's still relatively new, yes. relatively out there. Yeah. Um, it was the first song that I hired a graphic designer on Ooh. to do the cover. I know I did fifth goodbyes cover by myself. Right. <laughs> um, so I was kind of like, taking things more seriously it's leading up to more singles and more eps and so i was like you know and it was the first body of work that i put it was like the first like piece of work that i had put out since fifth goodbye right i think it was like five six months Mm -hmm. so i waited like i was sitting in that song for like eight months like just like waiting for the perfect time to put it out um it was so the process of the recording the song was different than anything else i had done before so my entire ep the way it's like recorded is I write the songs in my bedroom floor, like when I'm feeling something strongly. Right. And then I bring it into the studio and, you know, record it. <laughs> yeah. Studio does studio things. Yeah. Tells you where to go, where, where, where to adjust. Insert studio like time here. Yes. Right? Like, yes. Um, and then with Saturn, I, w- I brought Fifth Goodbye to the table and we recorded Fifth Goodbye. And then we were looking for a second song to record. And I wanted something that like, had like my writing and and had like a good energy behind it because I get into ruts where I like can only write like super depressing music right um it's like teenage girl syndrome <laughs> but um, I totally understand yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know and so I was like well you know we like played around with stuff for a little while mm-hmm. and what was ultimately decided to record Saturn was Gino came up with a guitar part mm-hmm um, we added like a little bit more onto it. So it was like pretty much the basis of all the instrumental for the song. 
I went into the vocal booth and then I just improved the whole thing. Wow. Within different sections, of course, but we ran through the song, like, I want to say like probably five or six times and each time I would add new lines in and then we picked and pulled from those lines and those verses and the chorus and created a song out of just improv. That's 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 impressive. And I was scared that the lyrics wouldn't make sense at all because, you know, I had such a forever since I was like 10 or 11, I had this way of writing all of my music. And so going into it, I was like, I was like, this is different. <laughs> are, you, are you afraid that like being at such a young age, already writing music and everything, maybe, maybe you, 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 uh, won't have some of the life experience subject matter, or is it one of those, like, it really doesn't matter as long as I, I can understand the thought process and somebody can feel where I'm at, you know, it, it doesn't matter necessarily if I haven't dealt with hardships or anything like that. Yeah. So I mean, I think I'm not too worried about not like having, I guess, like the maturity or the experience because right. every human being, no matter, like, I don't care if you're four or 90, right. everybody feels sadness. Everybody feels happiness. Everybody feels grief and, and like heartbreak and excitement. Everybody feels those emotions. Mm-hmm. And I think like, it's just like my job as a songwriter is to convey those emotions that I'm feeling. And then hopefully whatever songs I do put out and my goal for whatever songs I do put out is to be able for those songs to make people feel those emotions. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I like that, uh, that, that subject matter. We all, we're all feeling no matter what, yeah. what walks of life we are, you know, the core things of happy, sad, angry, upset, mm-hmm. heartbroken, you know, the range of good and negative emotions we all feel at yeah. some point of our lives. So putting a subject matter, no matter where your age are, your experience and everything, if you can convey that and someone can feel something from that mm-hmm. or relate to it, that's the whole point of music, really. Yeah. Yeah. And you that's, know. you know, just what every musician I feel like is trying to push for sure. Mm-hmm. With all of the stuff you, you got racking your head and your writings and everything. Where is this all leading up to? What's the big, what's the big body of work? Body of work. Yeah. Where, where's the, where's the, where's the meat and potatoes of everything? So I was very, very, I just have a buttload of songs. Like I have. It's a technical term, buttload. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very, you know, professional terminology or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I have over, so like, fully like done with like all the chords and all the verses and everything laid out. I have over 150 songs written. Wow. So when I was going into the studio to record like this newest secret body of work, (laughs) um, I, it was a hard decision making process, but I picked (laughs) out, I picked out six songs for an EP and it's kind of a lengthy EP, but I picked out six songs and I decided that this was it. And this was the body of work that I was going for. I wanted it to tell a story. So I thought of songs that could, that I wrote at different points of my life that could all be put together and kind of like tell, like tell a story and tell like that, like experience and emotion that I was going through in a refined, sorry, (laughs) in a refined way. Yes. Yeah. So the Elena Arthur EP, basically. Yeah, yeah. I am not gonna like say the name on here yet. Okay, that's but fine. That's fine. It will have like it won't be self-titled either, which okay. is like a kind of like weird choice that I was like. Yeah, it, 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 naming things is hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I I can understand that. The thing. song Saturn. There is not a single mention of Saturn in the entire. It's not song. about space. <laughs> we know that I'm not the best at naming <laughs> things. <laughs> I've, you know, I, I've, I've interviewed, you know, artists who've been in the industry for, you know, uh, for a long time and they'll just like name, like I, one of my favorite artists as of late is named Head Cave. Uh, the band's called Head Cave. They named their most recent EP two. The, yeah. the, the, the first EP, guess what it was called? One, you know, like it's sometimes <laughs> it's just like, like that stuff's clever. It's, it's kind of yes, fun. Yes. It's fun. It's clever. But like naming things is hard. Yeah. So like, instead of trying to, you know, come up with like this big grandioso title mm-hmm. you just go one two <laughs> i don't know when they put up a full album i don't know what's gonna be called 1.5 i don't know three <laughs> i don't i don't know that's a that's a that's two a question a for yeah exactly yeah <laughs> that's, that's another question for another day how did uh, everything with 2020 affect you and your and your development of things obviously i wasn't playing live at all which right i feel like 
How often were you playing live? So I did take that little bit of a break. And 2020, before I was going to get into the recording studio, was going to be when I got back into it. Okay. And that kind of extended my break to be longer than I wished it would have been, for right. sure. Right. So... You know, just as things open back up, you got to you gotta look for more spaces. Mm-hmm. Recording an EP and recording my first two songs in a global pandemic, definitely, <laughs> definitely something to tell the kids, you know? <laughs> back in my day. Like, know. it's definitely, it was, it's definitely an experience, but it's, it, I guess the one thing that did benefit me is having less, like, people in the studio makes the songs feel more personal and intimate, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. There's not like a million opinions flying at once to right. kind of like, well, but we should have this here, this here, and and this should be here. Because right now when I were recording the EP, there's two other producers in there. So it's me and two other people. And then we can kind of bounce ideas off of each other. And then right. it's a smaller group to kind of like brainstorm and come up with it. The idea of too many cooks in the kitchen yeah, always, always yeah. ruins the dish. And so, so it, it kind of did like, help to give the EP a more like intimate feel for sure. I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing that I see. Like when we look for positives, when we look for positives. <laughs> yes, absolutely. On a pure analytical yeah. uh, sense of everything. Cause it also sucked a little it, bit. I mean, it's, it absolutely <laughs> sucked, but it's also been like fascinating on how people have tried to work around things yeah, and, and come back from it for yeah, sure. And coming back from and like, I'm, I'm so excited because I really feel like there's going to be a renaissance of more music mm-hmm. and more art. And like those things will be treated a little bit more respectful in yeah, a sense. Cause yeah. you know, it's still, it seems like the idea of pursuing music as a career or arts in general as a career is, is more of a hobby quote unquote mm-hmm. until you get a quote unquote real job, you yeah. know, um, but why? Why can't we celebrate the creations of things that are entertainment that that we feel and the people and the places that do it or also have stages for it? Your yeah. recording studios, you know, your venues, your podcasts, you know, <laughs> things like that. Um, why can't we celebrate those things? Yeah, no. And I think that that's like, I think it's, I'm very grateful to be a younger artist in this because mm-hmm. obviously like, I'm getting a great deal, you know what right. I mean? Like, like it's it's amazing to feel more respected with my art. Right. And as things continue to open back up, like everybody misses live music. Everybody right. like misses like going to concerts and stuff. So that's going to give those musicians more success and smaller musicians more success. And I think people are just going to try to focus more on that and more on the music and the art side of it. We wake up with my back in the crack between you and me Light shines through that door's poster Hanging off your window And it feels like fall And leaves fall down outside Seeing through the glass like we're in a movie It's an indie film though Kinda shaky, kinda shitty now Boys like you are just venom in my veins I know it hurts, I know it stings you with that dark brown hair and eyes are honey now you're honey now you're the kind of guy who's just so sweet it feels like a risk and i'm soft Every morning turn around for your AM cares You know the words to my songs Take a left to my heart Don't mind my feet on your dash You got all the good parts, honey And some of the bad Boys like you are just Venom in my veins I know it hurts 
hurts I know it stays But you With that dark brown hair And eyes of honey now Yeah, honey now I wanna wake up to you brushing the hair out of my face You're my autumn sunlight, auburn saving grace And I teach you CNG on my old one guitar And teach me how to hit a bong in your old one car Venom in my veins I know it hurts I know it stirs But you With that dark brown hair And eyes of honey now Your honey now Your honey Uh, who who else are you are itching to do work with, whether it's on like an Ohio scale or maybe like a regional scale, or even a national scale? Who are some of the people that you wanna you you wanna visit or see or travel or work with? Like, what's what's some of your bucket list items? Um, just like people or just like everything? Any, anything? Like, who do you want to see in the short term when you're developing your your new stuff before you you set off in your first tours yeah, or whatever? Yeah. Like, and then what's the ultimate like bucket list? So like stuff? the year after I graduate high school, I'm not like doing the whole like traditional like you know, OSU bound right, like that right, kind of thing for right. sure. I'll be touring. I'll be doing this EP and then hopefully like playing more songs and mm -hmm. performing full sets. I would love to get out there and do like a bigger venue for sure. Yeah. Like I'm really excited because, you know, like right now it's just like coffee shops and like right. that sort of thing. And, and I'm excited to start playing those bigger venues. Um, I would love to play with a band because mm -hmm. I would love to do a show that's not just like me and my guitar. Right. Yeah. As much fun as me and my guitar is. It would be really nice to have like people behind me, like backing me up for sure. Right. I would love to do shows like with a full band, mm -hmm. um, more collabs in the future for sure. Yeah. I would love because this EP is like entirely me and my voice, right. and I wrote a song to go on the EP that didn't wind up making it on because I couldn't find a male artist to do a song with, mm. and so to kind of because obviously like I have like the group of female artists like in the Hilliard Columbus area that's like super supportive and we all like each other's Instagram posts and right. that sort of thing. But to collaborate and to work with more like male artists too, I think would be a really cool thing to do for sure. Who's a, who's somebody on a, on a local level, whether it's like, you know, Ohio or smaller, who you really want to go like, I want this person to be with me. Oh my goodness. That's such a hard question. Um, I also like don't have my phone right now, so no, I don't want to. I want to make sure like I don't pronounce ever anybody's no, name wrong. No, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I think it's Micah Marcos. Um, I, that really could be wrong. I'm so sorry. If I, it I, is. I'm not familiar with him, so um, it could be right. Not for from what? Ohio, but okay. that's a male artist that I, he has a song called Trace, and I reached out to him mm. on Instagram, and I was like, please collab with me. This song <laughs> yeah. is so good. Like, oh my god, your voice sounds so good in this, <laughs> right? And I would love to do a song with him. Yeah. I mean, when you messaged me about, you know, possibly coming on the show, I mean, you, you listened to our friend TJ Sloan mm -hmm. and his episode. He was he was a great guy. Um, I believe uh, also you really enjoyed the No Dice episode. Uh, yeah. Uh, those guys were really, really cool cats. And uh, like and I'm doing like podcasts like mm -hmm. this and doing like I did the 101 show, like the come up, yep. like doing different like podcasts and doing that stuff because those people have interviewed so many people. Those people know people and then I can know right. more people. And I love just growing the circle like in the music scene. It's Absolutely. like really interesting yeah. to do. And especially as I get older, like 
more people are going to like be my age in the scene. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I absolutely. And that's what I always love is, uh, you know, I was just talking to Travis about this because of like when we, when we figure out guests, um, for, you know, when people are starting to travel more and start mm-hmm. doing more in-studio stuff outside of the, you know, the virtual meets and even those, like we're making connections with other people. So hopefully at one point that like it all pays off. So like a former guest that we've had on the podcast ends up recording more stuff with Travis and, yeah. or, you know, some of the other guys and, and gals that we've worked alongside with. And, you know, I, I love connecting people with people. My time in radio it, it was at the core of all of that mm-hmm. was, to bring people together to to shine a light on things that I feel like need to be shed a light on more, kind of the basis of the show, yeah. you know, kind of the basis of how what I believe in because I, I, I don't ever want to be in one camp. I want everybody to succeed in others. And if I can help mm-hmm. be that catalyst, I, I feel like we all win. Rising tides raises all ships. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think I feel like I, I said that phrase so many times in the past year and a half. I think that's going to be a tattoo at some point on me because <laughs> it has to be. Maybe I'll just get a bunch of ships right here on my chest. <laughs> and as I get fatter, it'll just like droop oh more. God, no, I'm nuts. kidding. I'm kidding. Um, It's gross. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> So... What about uh, dream locations? Like when you eventually start hitting the road, like Nashville, where, where Nashville, Nashville, yes. Nashville, Nashville. That's the place. Yes. Yes. I like, I, so we were, we moved when I was in sixth grade. So like right around the time I started playing live. Right. Okay. And we were moving to Hilliard from like Galloway. So like super close, like 10 minutes away. And I was like, well, maybe instead of moving 10 minutes away, we should move like 10 hours away. And we should move to Nashville because Taylor Swift moved to Nashville and I want to go to Nashville. Right. That's a huge, that's a huge market for a lot of uh, country related or pop related yeah. music. And, you know, yeah. It's a huge, it's a huge and town. There's obviously like, I like the CP is kind of like, I guess the CP is my excuse to be like, all right, the EP is out. I'm proud of that work. Like, am I going to do country now? Am I going to do pop now? Right. Because it's an album with a lot of different influences. We have like slide guitar on there. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And we have like, we have a whole bunch and we have like some live drums. Like there's a little bit of everything. Right. And I'm really excited to see how it does and and listen to my own music and kind of sit on it and see if I want to go back to singing that like more country style. Because... Like, I was just talking about it the other day, but, like, if I do country, like, I'm going full country. Like, I'm doing, like, right. like I'm I'm not going to, like, I think, well, going off on a tangent, but I think the no. country world has too much pop in it. And well, I think the, like, worlds of country and pop are colliding into just, like, one genre now. You know what? You are, uh, it's very interesting you say that. Because I've, I've said in previous episodes that, like, the world of music it's gotten to the point where everything is everything. Yeah. So the only idea of genres is just for on a PR stance. And for it's what radio also, stations? For radio yeah. stations, correct. And also like your sections in your music store. Mm-hmm. Like literally genres don't even mean a thing. Yeah. So you can be country with pop, with rock, with whatever. Yeah. You can be all these genres and subgenres and have you know your own little niche in the world you know the idea of like there's no such thing as a new original idea but you can think of original ideas yeah. playing off as something else and part of me loves the genre blending because you know like it's given me an excuse to do an album or an ep that has pop and country and indie and folk and you know right. what i mean like so much into it but then the other part of me is like well, if I do a country album, I'm doing pedal steel. I'm doing full Southern accent. Like I, if I do a like if we're I decide, all going, y'all. Yeah, you know, we're, no. go, we're going. We're going. But really, that's like <laughs> that's like if I were to do a country album, I'd make that I'd make that like very like organically like old school kind of country, kind of like what like Zach Bryan is doing, right? Where it's just like acoustic guitar and and fiddle you know yeah. <laughs> like that kind of thing i love me a good fiddle to be honest i love me a good fiddle yeah uh we had a we had our episode recently with ashley uh, uh ashley cone right here in the studio actually and we and she brought in a violinist oh my goodness with her and, and it sounded wonderful i was yeah I, and travis does a lot more of like you know blues style mm-hmm. artists and he's had a great experience with uh you know blues uh rock and won awards from blues artists that he, oh they've recorded gosh. here. So like, you know, next, if you ever go that route and everything, and hopefully, you know, this would be a great experience for all of you or wherever you go or whatever you do. But 
We've also brought in artists here in this studio personally. Just like I was telling him uh, this morning, like I want more who have strong voices, but also like artists that have like really like huge, like larger than loud, loud, uh, larger than life tones and guitar sounds yeah. and everything. So I've done like more like your post rock and your more instrumental heavy mm-hmm. artists. And then I've had artists here that are strong in the vocals and, and like that, you know, you sing and it bellows the wood. I and started everything. off in musical theater. So like the whole like projecting thing with my music and like, Sometimes, like, I kind of have to, like, tone it down a little right. bit for the kind of music that I am doing because right. I go full on, like, you know, like, Rachel Berry. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes I get a little too, like, show toony with it. Right. Yeah. And I, I, that's understandable. But I think I think shooting for – the idea of shooting from the moon, landing on the stars, like, going yeah. that yeah. hard, it shows it shows that the passion and energy – And the emotion. And the emotion yeah. you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's phenomenal to see someone like you right now. At, at, at such a young age and such hungry and passion for it. It makes me excited. It makes me, you know, excited for like your future and like the artists and the music for the next generation, no matter what people say, you know, how, what music nowadays, yeah. uh, quote unquote, you know, are, are saying like there's different passions and different styles of everything. And yeah, you know, maybe you're not hearing the style of music from like Led Zeppelin or Pink Floyd mm-hmm. nowadays, but does that necessarily mean that the music now is bad? Absolutely not. It's just things evolve. Things it's another change. generational thing for correct, sure. Yeah. Correct. You know, that generation, you know, was, was big on the old, you know, the, the, the six, seven minute songs and the crazy guitar solos. Like the doors, the doors. Yes. 14 you know. minute songs. Exactly. Exactly. You know, what I mean? you know yeah. the 80s was the hair metal. The 90s were grunge. The 20s, the the 2000s, your new metal phase. You know, you know now you're in the age like you know uh, social media and TikTok, and those can those mm-hmm. can actually have an effect on you know yeah. what's going on. Especially so, with those TikToks, like there's very short sound. I'm not on TikTok, which no. is like I'm 16, not on TikTok, which is like a moral sin. <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, I I feel. Yeah, that is a rarity. You are you are a unicorn. So, (laughs) but with those like shorter sound clips and like with songs on the radio normally being like under three minutes, like Mm -hmm. do you ever miss like those long songs? I personally, I I like some of the longer songs, but I'm a I'm a purveyor of like I listen to my music. You know, if I need a song here and there fixed during the shower or whatever, or do while I'm driving, I'll 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 put on something from my Spotify. But like if I'm sitting at home. I'll grab a record and I'll yeah. listen from front to back yeah. because I prefer that style because all those songs, there's a reason those songs were or placed in together order. in that order. Yeah. And then I also am a big fan of like the instrumental and your post rock and you know, your, your universe, your, your, your universe and mood building mm-hmm. albums. So I personally do learn, lean more to the longer songs. I love those long songs, like mm-hmm. those long albums, mm-hmm. like 14 songs and up, please. Yes. Yes. <laughs> give me, give me all of those. Like it, it's a rarity now that you, you see that. So when someone sees like an album that comes out a full album and it's like at least 12 songs, everybody's like, Oh, like they're exhausted. I yeah. don't know. And, but I, I feel like a lot of people still want that because you're, there's a reason there's all those songs. There's a reason people we crave them. music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you really want something? Like I understand from the, 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 the entertainment and the, and the ADD-ness mm-hmm. of everybody that they want everything now. So short spurts of Make, EP here, EP here, EP or single. Like, in get my it. head, like even with that like short attention span that obviously my generation is like the, the rulers of short attention span. Right. But like, I just, I feel like that's just like a reason to make better music, more interesting music, more in-depth music, like make them want to listen to five music, like five minutes of music. You're onto something. You're <laughs> onto something, kid. I, I, I really, I really like this. I, I like where your head's at. Yeah. I have a song on the EP that's clocks in at almost six minutes. <laughs> like, a girl. Oh my goodness. I love this already. I'm very excited. So the EP coming up, you know, mm-hmm. uh, lots of other new songs, going to travel more, everything like that. What else, what else is coming up for the remainder of the year in the world of Elena? Um, so I have my third single coming out. I'm filming my music video for it next weekend. So This is your first music video? This is um, this will be my second because Fifth okay. Goodbye had a video. And then I'll have one. It's taking – Fifth Goodbye was very, like, innocent. I wore, like, blue jeans and a T-shirt the right. whole video yes. kind of thing. 
this video is gonna have like a lot we are doing it in like a warehouse space we're lighting shit on fire <laughs> like smoke bombs um so there's a lot more production for yeah this one. yeah and my videographer is just amazing like can't say enough good words but who's your videographer um his name's mike schiller okay. from the noble Pe- uh, the noble pixel photography the noble pixel a little photography. bit of a mouthful it's a little <laughs> bit of a mouthful but it's fine it's all right so lots lots of exciting things in, yeah. the, in the world of lane arthur i think i think this is exciting i'm very excited i love to see you grow and hopefully when you when you when you become a big star, you you remember us. Hopefully, and come if up. I become a big star, I think you will. I honestly, I think I think you you have a good head on your shoulders, and you have a very, um, very old school mentality when it comes to music that is very refreshing to hear, especially someone who's you know at least a couple decades younger than myself. Yeah, and very excited to see. Uh, a lot of your development and everything where you where you take this. So I think this is beautiful. I appreciate you checking out up here. I'm so glad uh, that we connected. And I hope for the best for you and your future. Thank you so much. Of course. If we want to get in touch with Elena Arthur, how do we do so? Um, you can find me. I use Instagram all the time. It's like the only form of social media I don't hate. Um, it's right. Elena.Arthur. <laughs> Um, and then on YouTube, music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Music, all those platforms. It's just Elena Arthur. Yeah. So go check that out. Go check out her stuff and uh, be on the lookout for the brand new EP coming out very soon. So mm-hmm. um, This glad- summer. This summer. So I'm very glad we could, uh, we could do more and help, uh, help promote that. Of course, follow this podcast on all major podcast platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's at OnTheRadarPC. And uh, if you're interested in uh, checking out uh, Bigfoot Studios and his live streams and his Patreon and all the work that Travis has done here in Waterville, Bigfoot-Studios.com and follow all our links and what we're doing at OnTheRadarPC.com. Elena, anything else you want to add? I don't think so, no. Thank you so much for having me. Not a problem. Thank you for coming by and... uh, Appreciate you coming up and I am three hour trip. Yes, was worth three, it. three, three hour trip, <laughs> a three hour tour, but it was worth it. Hopefully, so for sure. I'm very excited. I am Peapod. You are you, and this was another great episode of the On the Radar podcast. Yeah.